Hi, this is Chuck Wright, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hi, this is Alex Grossi, and you're listening to Iron City Rock. Hey, this is Paul Stanley, and you are listening to Iron City Rocks. of the Iron City Rocks podcast. I'm your host, John, coming to you from the Iron City of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, bringing you the best rock, hard rock, heavy metal, and blues talk on the net. Episode 455, we are joined once again uh, for the first time in probably almost 10 years, I believe, Alex Grassi of Quiet Riot. Alex, at the time, was with Bang Tango. We was on the show um, kind of in our infancy. If you go to ironcityrocks.com, click on the podcast link and scroll way down near the bottom. You'll find that episode. I was good to catch up with him again. He's got a lot going on with Quiet Riot, also with Hookers and Blow, the band he formed uh, with Jizzy Pearl. Uh, Jizzy also is the vocalist now of Quiet Riot. Uh, so we talk in the interview about what Quiet Riot has going on. Obviously, uh, with Frankie Benelli's passing in 2020, um, it was his wish that the band continue. So they're out there uh, still doing their thing. They're going to be doing some shows, hopefully, in 2021. Also, Hookers and Blow uh, took the time to finally get into the studio and put some material down on, on I guess at this point, not on tape, but on hard drive. Um, so we're going to play for you in just a minute uh, their cover of the Zombies Time of the Season. The album, uh, which does not have a street date yet, is a collection of cover songs. There's stuff by Eddie Money, Led Zeppelin, The Rolling Stones, uh, a lot of bands that uh, influence them, uh, David Bowie for example. We talk about that one in the interview as well. So we're going to play you a little bit of Time of the Seasons uh, by Hookers and Blow, get into that interview, and then we will be joined by Reggae Kiss uh, on the other side of the interview. We'll get into that in a little bit. So here we go, Time of the Seasons from Hookers and Blow. It's the time of the season When love runs high In this time Give it to me easy Take a game, 
Quiet Ride, Hookers and Blow. We have Alex Grossi on the line. How you doing, Alex? How's it going, man? Thanks for having me on. It's an absolute pleasure. We actually spoke, I think, it seems like a million years ago. Um, I think maybe in our first year. We've been at this for like 12 years now, so it's great to have you back on. You've got just as much going on now as I think you did back then, I think, um, if not more. Um, probably more. I was probably playing with Stephen Adler back then, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, yep. So the, you've got a, a new track out from Hookers and Blow, Time of the Season, um, obviously from your, a collection of cover songs you're putting together. So um, wh- why, I mean, I guess maybe the time frame of this, the songs and wh- how you ended up picking them and why a covers album now. Uh, well, we decided to do the covers album a couple of years ago. I mean, obviously, Hookers and Blows never written any songs. We just go out and kind of, you know, play covers we like and you know mm-hmm. have a good time. And um, we got approached by a record company called Golden Robot Records <clears throat> out of Australia. They they put out a lot of uh, put out a lot of new uh, new new rock albums in the past couple of years. And they asked if we wanted to do a covers record. And um, and Dizzy and I kind of sat down and made a list of songs and you know messed around with them a little bit and decided, yeah, we could you know have some fun with it and um it's actually it came out far it's it's it far exceeded our it went beyond our expectations you know sonically and musically we had we really uh <clears throat> put a lot into it and um the song selection is, is very diverse as well um i think people are really going to dig it it's a lot of it's been a lot of fun for us and i think that that translates through the tracks when you listen to them yeah were there songs that you had most of them had a chance to play on stage in various you know over the years or were these things you just kind of said oh boy it would be cool to do xyz or whatever you know whatever particular song yes well half i'd say about half of them we play live like biggie stardust was actually the first song we ever played ever as a band Mm -hmm. and that's on the record um like shaken by eddie money however we never played live we just learned that for the studio um rock soft by the stones we played live and put that in on the record um you know it's about it's about 50 50 uh trampled underfoot we learned for frankie uh Benali to come down and play with us when we were doing a residency at the whiskey at go-go mm-hmm. in hollywood and um he came he actually he, he was, he's on that recording as well came out great um so yeah it's a pretty it's a pretty cool uh pretty cool mix of songs and they're all on there for different reasons and they're all have have a little meaning to them it's pretty cool yeah i have to say i was really excited to see the eddie money track I, I always thought that would be it's one of those songs i think of and i'm like why in the hell has no one ever covered this song like you know it didn't kind I'll of tell you, I'll, you know what I'll, I'll tell you why no one's ever it's it's really <laughs> hard believe it or not eddie's got this certain swagger to his vocals and the way the band plays it it's it's not even though it's only three chords it's, mm-hmm. there's a certain feel to it and we really had to take our time with it it's not uh, you know those songs are not as easy as you think so um <clears throat> that was definitely one of the harder ones but uh, I, i'm really happy with the way it came out um, yeah for sure yeah that's that's fantastic and, and it's it's cool that you guys included you know the first song you did as a band i think that's a nice you know uh, you know to get that down on, on tape or it's not tape at this point i'm sure but you know to get that down on, on a formal yeah. recording is kind of a cool you know uh, snapshot in time uh, of the band yep. and the legacy. It was, it, was, it, was actually, it, was, it was the first one we ever rehearsed with, the first one we ever played on stage, and when we went in to record the first one we put down on tape. So, yeah. That's yeah. our, that's our ver- that's some pop, pop of the cherry track for Hookers and Blow, for sure. Yeah, that was really cool. Now, um, do you guys, um, do, are, do you plan on getting to do many shows, you know, this year with, with Hookers and Blow, or how do you kind of divide up your time? Obviously, well, we have, you guys are we, both kind of in quiet, right? We have, we have, yeah, we, we we're gonna do a few shows in March in Texas because they have they have restrictions but they're open. I mean, you know, it really depends on the whole COVID thing. I mean, we have a lot of offers and shows from last year we have to make up. Um, so when it's safe and the time is right and the, and the, the calendar lines up, yeah, we were planning on it. Um, <clears throat> I think March 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th in Texas um, for a little run, and then uh, and we'll see what happens from there. You know. Yeah, I, I think you know when I look at what obviously with Frankie's passing and, and was so thankful to get an opportunity to have a really nice long chat with him um, before he got too sick um, I think everybody had kind of a crappy 2020 but that had to really <laughs> yeah. you know you know life really took uh, you know out on you guys 
Um, well, you know, it was, you know, it was, we knew, you know, we, we knew going into the year that what we were up against, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, it, yeah, I mean, that definitely added to the, to the whole pandemic thing. I mean, in all honesty, the pandemic was second to, to Frankie. We were, you know, we were going yeah. through that with him, kind of, kind of all going through it together. And, you know, my, my biggest regret is that the, the pandemic kind of, um, it made it so he couldn't do the last shows he would have been able to do. You know, he kind yeah. of robbed him of that because, even though he was well enough to play and he was still playing great with the um, with the immune system being what it was, the doctor said, no way, you're not, you're yeah. not playing. So. Yeah, that was, that had to be tough, and, and I'm sure it was hard because you guys yeah. probably couldn't see him as much as you would want. Um, no, you know, no, we, no. We, we, you know, we, we kept in touch all the way to the end, and, and um, you know, everything was very transparent. We, we said everything we wanted to say to each other. Yeah, I mean... You, Which we, was nice. It's not, like when, it's not like when someone dies unexpectedly and you don't get to you know, put it all, all on the table, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, this I mean... Way, yeah, this, this happened the way... It, I'm kind of glad we got to, you know, say what we got to say, for sure. Sure, sure. The um, And I, I think he made it pretty well known, you know, that he wanted the band to continue. Um, you've actually been with the band now. When you look back, it's like, wow, you've been with these guys a long time. Um, uh, this uh, 2021 is my 17th year with the band. Yeah, I mean, that's... You know, you look at that and... and you know, you you you'll hear people talk about you know this guy's you know the new guy in the band, which I mean you're like the veteran in the band now. You and Chuck. Um, well, no, Chuck. Yeah, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck wins. Beginning, yeah, that's literally. Yeah. Yeah, but it's it's still. Well, I we've mean, been you, through a lot. We've been through a lot together. You know, I mean, it's just almost two decades. There's nothing to shake a stick at. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll always be the new guy, which is you know that's. I don't care. It's understandable. Neil Pert was always a new guy in Rush too. You know. Yeah, that worked out. No that worked out for him, but, but you know, you know, cause, but yeah, I mean, it's not from the peak, peak, you know, from the from the original, you know, the Metal Health sure. lineup, but you know, there's a lot of synergy there. I mean, Kevin picked me, you know, he, he Kevin and Frankie chose me to be in the band in uh, <clears throat> 2004, and you know, a lot of history with them. So you know, sure. it's, it's all it's all tied together. Absolutely. You know, it it did kind of strike me when I, I saw your email address, and I don't want to give your email address to the listeners, but when I realized, holy crap, that's what year you were born, and then I'm like. Dude was like six when his mouth uh, came out. Like, yeah. Do you remember it? Like I, I vividly remember I enough older that I remember being in like middle school when that album came out, and it was kind of for for a lot of people of my age, sort of the first foray into metal. I mean, literally, you know, before that it was all adamant and, and you know, Human League yeah. and things like that, and then it was like, it, you know. That came on MTV, which you know was in such high rotation. But um, you know, it became pop music in a way, even though it was you know metal or hair metal, call it what you want. But it was still a huge hit single. Well, it was mainstream. It was mainstream. It was everywhere. And I do, I do remember. I, I, I was seven years old when that was on MTV when it was a hit. Um, but I remember the mask. I remember coming on Feel the Noise just being in my on my mom's radio constantly. You know? Yeah. And then, and then as I got a little older than the other bands, I kind of followed suit the Motley Crue's and the Rats and all that. So yeah, definitely huge part of my childhood. You know, it's it's sort of still surreal to think I'm playing with the band. You know, pretty yeah. Cool. I mean, when when you can trace your instrument in the history of your instrument in the band back to Randy Rhodes, you know, game over. There'd be that yeah. how much, you know, probably one of the the most influential albums in making hard rock mainstream in the '80s. And a band that produced Randy Rhodes, you know, okay, you know, you cannot yep. argue Quiet Riot's legacy. So I mean, it's it's great to see the music carry on. Um, when you book shows, I mean, is it um, is it something like where you know it's still kind of weird to play those songs without Frankie at this point? Um, we, you know, we we won't, we've we we've done you know it's it, when we did it. Throughout most of 2019, and mm-hmm. uh, we did a couple shows this year. And yeah, you know, there, there's that, there's that, there's that weirdness. On, it's not, it's not, it's, it's just different because you know he's not, he's not there, but at right. the same time, it's his music. He kind of is there, you know. And I felt the same way when we started without Kevin again. Yeah. You know, I didn't know how I would feel, and, and it was like, okay, he's not there, but this is something he created. And you know, like they always say, like you know, your your our our our, our bodies aren't meant to live forever, but <clears throat> the art we create and whatever we leave behind does kind of live forever. So it's kind of like you know they are still there because we're playing. You know, we're we're you know 
carrying their legacy on, you know. Yeah, I think about that for a lot of people who want to, you know, kind of bag on different bands for carrying on without the exact classic lineups. That, you know, I, I would rather go see Foreigner, for example, play the songs well with the spirit of the songs than go see, you know, maybe every original member in, in a product that's maybe not as good or, or worse yet, not see the songs. I mean, I don't think... Well, you know. Yeah, I mean, listen, any, anytime there's a band that's out touring without the original lineup, there's always a reason for it, whether it's business mm-hmm. or personal or someone's passed away or they mm-hmm. just retired. You know, there's always there's always a reason. And fans, you know, they can have their opinion, and but they need to understand that it's a business and we're not comic book characters that you can interchange and put in the scenario you want. Sure. We're human beings that have regular jobs just like you, and this is how our job is working out. You know, that's that's the bottom line. I mean... You know, I, I, yeah. People, people all have their, they romanticize what what they would love to see in their head, but that's like like it's like fantasy football, you know. Yeah, it's you're not, absolutely it's not right. Happen. Yeah, and, and you know, you're absolutely right. And I think about it is this: if if you know you, if it wasn't for the ability to, for for other musicians to step in, you know, you you wouldn't see a lot of these bands being able to tour. You know, I mean. If if everyone decided to call it quits when when Kevin passed, you know we would have missed, you know how many years, decades at this point, of great Quiet Ride music live, you know, and getting the chance yeah, to experience people, that in live. People want to people people want to hear, you know, it's, it's a legacy, it's a brand name, mm-hmm. and, you know, those songs are, to this day they're gonna go on forever. I mean, I mean, and I think you're gonna see more and more of it as these guys get older. I mean, I guarantee you, Kiss has probably already got some sort of, yeah. you know plan set up you know i mean and why not i mean if you've got a family and grandkids and great grandkids that are all going to need college money and you've got a brand that can generate that money why wouldn't you put it out there and do it exactly you're gonna yeah. see a lot more of, you're gonna you're gonna see a lot more of it and you know it's gonna become you know i mean obviously we're you know you know the, the hardcore fans on the internet are gonna bash it and that's fine don't go or or do go and and still i mean whatever it doesn't really matter to us because it's just it's just a, it's just a job, you know. Uh, but it's but I think it's going to become more and more common to see less and less original guys out there, just because it really comes down to the brand name and the song, and you know, ultimately, who's willing to tour on it. I mean, none yeah. of us are getting any younger, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you're absolutely right. I mean, you it, you when you think about it, it is a is a livelihood, you know. I mean, it, it's a hard enough, you know. I can I could name you countless musicians from you know kind of that 80s era that struggle financially you know just with the the state of the music industry um you know to then say okay i can't be quiet ride anymore because some you know somebody's got this unwritten rule of what quiet ride is supposed to be you know so i have to rename the band uh, you know and then take that financial hit i mean that's a tough thing to ask when you're there trying to put food on the table yeah, well, especially, um, especially, actually, especially when you own the trademark. I mean, yeah. Frankie the State owns the trademark, so guess what? Whoever whoever his wife wants Quiet Riot to be, they're going to be Quiet Riot. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the bottom line. So right. it's and, not and like, he, the, you know, anyone gets to decide, but, who, you know, who, you know the, tra- the U.S. patent office, basically. Yeah, and, and no one questions, you know, from a fan standpoint, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, which, you know, when you look at it, is a revolving door of musicians, but it's... You know, doing yeah, the collective exactly, yeah. work of, of a creative, you know, people enjoy the music that was created, you know, on the, on the original Trans-Siberian Orchestra albums. The the man behind that has passed away, but the the legacy of what he does lives on, you know. Yeah, so exactly. You know, this is, the show goes out there and people get, you know, I mean, again, at the end of the day, we're entertainers. And yeah. it's our job to entertain you. And, if, you know, if what we're doing, if you dig it, cool. If not, go somewhere else. I mean, there's plenty of, there's plenty of bands out there. You know, and, and in, all, in all honesty, if, if right now in 2021, if you're discussing with with everything going on in the world right now, if you're really discussing about whether or not Quiet Riot should tour or not, you might want to rethink your priorities. Yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, can consider what, what your problems are, but you know. Yeah, look at look at really what's going on. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, and I just this whole thing, this whole pandemic, and everything, and. And losing Frank, he's really put a lot of things into perspective. And it's, you know, we're lucky to have gotten this far and been able to, you know, keep the thing going and and earn a living doing it. And there's, but why not? You know, I mean, I put I'm 44 years old. I put 17 years of my life into this thing. Why would I just stop yeah. now if people still want me to do it? You know. 
one of the things I wondered, you know, when you watch the film, well, now we're here, there's no way back. You can't deny Frankie's personality and, and you know, you see some, I think, uh, amazing footage that people don't, you know, normally get to see in these kind of documentaries about how he kind of ran the band. Um, now that he's not here, is that, you know, is that kind of dynamic of having the, I don't want to say tyrannical person, but exacting and, and, you know, the kind of meticulous person is, does someone kind of have to step into that role or is it just, you know, you kind of, well, it's, you we, have Frankie we, we, watching you. Always, well, we, 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 no, it's, 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 it's basically the same. I mean, I mean, Frankie's wife dominated, she manages the band and the state and takes okay. care of everything. Um, and then we go out on the road, it's just, you know, business as usual. I mean, you know, we got, we have Jizzy Pearl obviously back in the band, so we're all, mm-hmm pros we're all friends it's really easy going it's not the pressure of the press there's not much pressure there because you know we kind of settled on the lineup and you know after you know you know frankie after frankie got sick it put a lot of things into perspective and i think there's a it's a different vibe now it's more you know just go out and do it and be grateful for what we have because i mean you know when something like tragic like this happens you realize really what's important and what's not to sweat the small stuff you know Mm -hmm. the um Last year, you had a chance to uh, work with um, Public Enemy. Can you talk a little bit about how that kind of came to be an interesting kind of collaboration? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting story. I live I live in Las Vegas as a flavor place, and I used to see him at the airport all the time. Um, you know, because I would fly out for quiet riot shows, and he'd be flying out to do like an appearance somewhere. And yeah. he was having his 60th birthday party a couple years ago, and he asked me to put a band together to play "Bring the Noise." Remember that song I did with Anthrax? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I put a band together, and uh, we just kept that started going and shit. And um, when Public Enemy started making the new record, he asked me to come down and, and sit in on it on the. The track "What You're Gonna Do When the Grid Goes Down," which is the title track and lead single. Um, so if you check it out, you'll hear me singing along on there. And uh, it, it was really cool to be in the studio with him. I actually play guitar and a couple other things with him as well. And uh, he's really, really, really talented guy. Super, super sweet. And um, yeah, it was really cool to see kind of how you know I've, I've never recorded with a, like a real hip hop band before. I've done yeah. sessions, but to see mm-hmm. how the big boys do it. Very, very cool experience for me, and um, <clears throat> definitely, uh, definitely something I'm, I'm proud to have on the resume because it's not every day you get to play with a, a, a hip hop group that's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know? Yeah, it's, it's not. I, would, I might even go beyond saying the big boys. I mean, you're playing with with really in that genre of music. You know, a Led Zeppelin. You know. Yeah, of. they're 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 like the they're like the Metallica, they're, they're NWA, Public Enemy. That's yeah, their, they're, those are the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, that's really. I mean, that is a is a cool nut. As a musician, you've always seemed to stay really, really busy. I mean, you look at your your resume, Wikipedia, wherever. Um, you never seem to lack for work. Is there a particular, you know, part of your you know repertoire, either musically or personality wise, you think that kind of keeps you employed? You know, because this, you know, as I mentioned, it, it, a lot of musicians struggle, you know, to to stay busy to keep productive is there a, a kind well, of a you, you key know, it's, 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 you know the key is, after Kevin passed away in 2007 that was so unexpected because we had like a whole tour booked for 2008 and all of a sudden all of that went away overnight mm-hmm. like <clears throat> literally unemployed no income so I had to you know kind of think on my feet like okay I, got, I can't just be in one band anymore because that can go away at any time so I, I started working for a booking agency um, on the other side of things, booking shows and rounding tours and whatnot, and and then sort of applying that to the bands I was working with at the time, being Stephen Adler, one of being Stephen Adler being one of them, and kind of showed me how you know other ways to network and, and you know make connections in the industry, not just musically but behind the scenes, which is just as it's not more important sometimes. So having you know, multiple irons in the fire, you you seem that you network with a lot more different people and. When you see some downtime coming, you will know where you can fill it by what else is going on, like who's making a record, who needs a road manager, who needs an agent, who needs a film guitar player, and just, you know, always keeping your name out there and being easy to work with and just, you know, make it, I mean, 90% of life is showing up and, you know, just show up, do a good job, be easy and, you know, your phone will ring again, your phone will ring again for sure. 
Yeah, I think uh, you you remind me in, in your attitude of, of somebody else who who made a, a big name for themselves in Quiet Ride, Mr. Sarzo, who um, I think just has the personality to you know, and, and obviously the chops to continue to just work. You know, there's no. Yeah, you know, never... I, I don't, I've I've only met Rudy a couple times. I I met him. Um, I met, I actually talked to him for the first time. You know, at, you know, for a short length um, out in L.A. back in September. And you can tell right away he's just very easy to work with, and you know, yeah. a pro. You don't even, you know, that's that's the thing. If when you're a hired gun or you know a, a musician that's not a part, you know, a partner in the in the whatever project, right. show up, do your job, don't cause any waves. You know, a lot of guys, you know, they get comfortable with these gigs, and the next thing you know, they think they're running the show and they're a big rock star. <clears throat> you can't be like that, you know. When yeah. you, if you get if you get hired for the Alice Cooper gig, your job is to stay on you. Stand on your spot of the stage and play the parts and do that. Next thing you know, if you start running around and going crazy and jumping in front of Alice, you're probably going to get fired. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's a good point. You gotta have know your role, shut your mouth kind of uh, attitude. You know, but and just just, just make prepared. it easy. You know? Yeah, just be, be prepared, make it easy. You know, I mean, definitely. Uh, I mean, Robbie Crane's another guy who taught me a lot. He's yeah, kind of obviously very long career. He's one of those guys. He's easy to be around, you know. Because if you yeah. think about it, ninety percent of this shit is traveling. Yeah, you know. And when yeah. when you're at the airport or on the tour bus, you got to be able to tolerate each other, you know. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Yeah, you got to be the guy who is you know willing to pick his own gear up, not bitch and moan the whole time, and and, and do the job, you know. And, and yeah, you think about exactly. that. I mean, when you're, you're you're touring and you guys, you know, I'm nobody is, you know, outside of a very few artists anymore can do the whole, you know, jet setting around the world and limos and things like that. But, you know, when you're on a bus or, you know, stuck in an airport uh, and stuff, if you're an ass to be around, it doesn't matter how good you are on stage, you know, unless, you know, you're the marquee name. Yeah. You know, you've got to be. Yeah, you, you, you want it, you know, you want it because it, it, it affects on stage. What happens off stage affects the on stage. And. If everyone's friends and it's an easygoing vibe, then they'll definitely, uh, you know, translate on stage. And that's, you know, that's that's this music's supposed to be fun. You know, we're, we're lucky to be doing it. Shouldn't be anything more than that, you know. Yeah. Do you have a, a street date, or are you guys going to continue to release singles from um, the Hookers and Blow album, um, or do I you have? I believe, I yes, we uh, we have our next single coming out on um, February eighth, which is Time of the Season, a okay. zombie cover. <clears throat> and then after that, I believe, providing all the artwork is done in time because the record's done. I think May twenty first it comes out worldwide. We're going to do limited edition vinyl, and then obviously CDs and downloads and all that. Awesome, awesome. Is there a particular place folks can go to check out Hookers and Blow? Obviously, Quiet Rights, you know, pretty easy to find. But is there a yeah, just, one just social media? On, uh, just go on, yeah, go on Facebook and go on, just go H, H and B merch. H, H letter merch. H, letter N, H and B merch. And uh, same thing with Instagram. Cool, cool. Well, I want to thank you so much, Alex. It's been a pleasure catching up with you. Um, looking very much forward to, to catching the rest of the album, if it's anything... Uh, you know, like the samples I've heard, it's going to be fantastic, and it's great. It's, I think, re- to, it's, to re- finally it's get really that. cool. It's really Dizzy and I put a lot of. I mean, we all did, but Dizzy really dug in, and you really can, can, can see and hear how talented he is outside of the GNR thing because there's a lot of keyboard featured songs, and it's really, um, for, you know, I think it's going to blow a lot of people away because you know we were when we started off, we were kind of a drunken bar band that just mm-hmm. played for fun. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you ever saw us in Pittsburgh, but we played a couple of shows there where, I mean, <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised we didn't get arrested <laughs> afterwards. I mean, literally. But, uh, but, but yeah, no, it's evolving to it's something, you know, viable and legit and musically satisfying. So I think, uh, I think people are going to dig it. Yeah, and I think this is, I think as we, we kind of turn the, the corner on, you know, I'm, I'm hoping between Neil Peard passing away, Eddie Van Halen passing away. We've we've all been through enough crap that you know we can start to turn the corner and uh, you know get back to you know to life as we know it. And hopefully, you know, rock music I think is kind of the perfect soundtrack to what I hope we get to. You know, in this uh, this album, uh, is you know go what? Absolutely, we, we we are we have scattered shows coming up in the next few months. They're all like you know distance and you know COVID compliant shows and. Sure. Um, you know, I, hopefully that you know 
people seem to be really excited about it because it's been a while, you know. And I, I think you know, it's, you can't replace a live show. You can, you can yeah. do all the streams you want. It's next, you know, it, those are those are, those are what they are. But there's nothing like being, you know, and you know, hopefully with you know the vaccine or whatever needs to be done to make it safe for everybody. I think people are going to be going even crazier than they were before for this this type of thing. Yeah, I had just seen a show. Uh, one of the the venues around here had just posted like I don't know, it was ten years ago, I think, yesterday that Corn and um, Disturbed and in this moment played like a fourteen thousand seat venue, but the weather was really bad, so it only drew like four thousand people. And we had commented, I think that would draw forty thousand people today because you'd go see anybody right now. You know, that's good. Oh yeah. Give yeah. me distortion. Give me a big kick drum. I'll go see anybody right now. But yeah, the, I mean, I live I live in Vegas. There's one venue out out here called uh, Fremont Country Club that can they could do shows because mm-hmm. um, it's 25 percent capacity and they can still make their numbers work financially. And they've been packing it out. Well, not packing it out, but they've been selling out every show they put up on sale because people want to go. I mean, they got to sit down, they got to wear a mask, you got to be separated. But it's still getting out of the house, putting on clothes, yeah. putting on pants. You know, exactly. I mean, feeling like, like a human being for a night rather than just sit on the couch watching Netflix. You know? I mean, exactly. I mean, it's been almost a freaking year since this shit. So. You know. Yeah, I was I was looking. I think the last show I went to see was like March eighth, um, and that was like days before they shut it all down. So it's it's yep. coming up on that anniversary. Well, Alex, thank you so much for the time. I uh, wish you all the best, and hopefully we'll see. Uh, hookers and Blow and Quiet Ride both in 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 our neck of the woods before 2020 well, is over. Quiet Ride's going to be Quiet Ride's going to be in New Jersey on March 6th at the Landis Theater. Um, awesome. If if you if you want to make the trip out, let me know. I'll make sure you're on the. Big get. thank you to Alex Grassi again. Their cover of Time of the Seasons from the Zombies is available now. You can check out Alex's Facebook page or his website for details. Uh, you can visit us at ironcityrocks.com. We'll share all those links with you. I'm going to turn our attention now to something that actually caught my eye uh, in my kind of scouring of Facebook. I saw that Kiss had posted a uh, just a quick link to Reggae Kiss. So I was like, got to check that out. And um, immediately just fell in love with it. Uh, heard a cover of New York Groove that they did, um, which ironically Kiss's version was a cover. Um, but heard a New York Groove done in a reggae style, and I was like, need to get a little deeper listen to this and then I caught Creatures of the Night and was hooked so we're going to talk to Reggae Paul as he bills himself uh, from Sweden about the band what's going on, where you can get the music if you want to check it out, it's available on vinyl which is really cool so without further ado, Reggae Paul the Reggae Kiss
Kiss. How are you doing this morning, Reggae Paul? Thanks. I'm doing great. Oh, fantastic. I, I guess the, the million-dollar question, how do you end up with a reggae band in Sweden, and then how do you end up with a reggae band doing Kiss music? Um, so probably a two-part question. So where'd the, where'd the seed get planted for this? Well, uh, it's kind of... It kind of just evolved very naturally because uh, we're huge Kiss fans. I mean, really, really badass Kiss fans. Mm-hmm. So, since growing up, you know, I have all the all the stuff, you know, all the books, sure. everything. I really uh, love. I'm grown up on that. But also, in growing up, I also listened to reggae. Actually, uh, thing was, my father was a musician as well, and uh, he tried desperately to get me to listen to anything else than Kiss. Sure. You know, growing up. So he actually gave me this album that's in Swedish. We have a very famous. Uh, actually, he introduced uh, reggae music to Sweden back in the early 70s. Okay. And uh, I listened to that, and that stayed with me all along. I mean, always came back to those great 70s albums by him while keeping at Kiss. So I got a lot of reggae inside me. Besides all the rock music, and we started a Kiss tribute band, me and Christopher, another guy from the band, and uh, regular Kiss shows in the style of a live one, right? Uh, in costumes and makeup and everything. And uh, one time during sound check, we started just fooling around, doing a backbeat, and uh, I said to him, "Let's." We have to do this sometime. I mean, meet in my studio and just drink some wine and for fun do something. And that's how it all started. Yeah, I have to say, I, I, I probably like a large number of people that have been flooding to your page, kind of caught your caught wind of this here in the States when the actual Kiss shared a social media post of yours and, you know, instantly was on, you know, Spotify up the album and was like, Holy crap! You know, I think it very. It reminds me of, and I don't know if this would have been something you would have caught in Sweden, but there was a band called Hazy Dixie that did an album of Kiss music in kind of a bluegrass format, and it was so neat to listen to the songs you know you love, but presented in such a new way. You know, right. I, you know, you think about like calling Doctor Love. You've heard some of these songs so many times that it's really refreshing sometimes just to hear it a little different. You know, and that I really, mm. really enjoy that. And the artwork on the album cover, for those who haven't seen it, you've got kind of four dudes in in kind of beach slash reggae attire standing on the beach in the sunset, but very much in the pose of the Destroyer album cover. So, you know, that was a really cool yeah. twist. Did um, you know you guys you know didn't necessarily just go for the hits when you went with these songs you know you took some you know different tracks were there how did you go about picking which songs are there certain songs that lended themselves better to the reggae style of music yeah it, we tried out like uh, just with, with the guitar to get a feel for it we tried out lots of different songs but uh, it's some some just work better and some work less good I mean you can do any song in a fake reggae style I guess but right. uh, but if you want to get it credible and make it work then you have to really for example it's really hard to do the 80s stuff because they have a lot of a lot of modulations and like uh, more advanced harmonies going mm-hmm. and stuff and that really doesn't work with simplified uh, groove music in that way. So, yeah, I think you know, the one, the the two that jump out of me are really the two first songs on the album, um, "Creatures of the Night," which you know, for many of us, was kind of like the welcome back to Kiss. You know, they went through that kind of the, the tunnel of um, the Elder and, and such, and came out with "Creatures of the Night" with this bombastic, you know, verging on metal song and you guys do you know i think a really cool version but then naked city was one was yeah. that how far down the list did you get before you got the naked city or was that just a track that you know kind of was more of your one of your favorites or, or your chris's favorites yeah it was it was mine a really old favorite of mine 
so yeah, I think it was like the fifth song or something we did or something we. Because uh, I really love the obscure old uh, stuff that most people doesn't listen to. That's my favorites because I listened so much to Kiss through the years that all the classics are for me. Like I've heard them too many times already. You know. Yeah, and that's that's what I, I like about this is it's it's you know some of the songs that you may have heard too many times like God of Thunder. You know. Yeah. It's even you know I, I remember how enjoyable it was to go back and listen to Paul's version of the song. You know, yeah. the box set. Um, but it's neat that you didn't just go with, you know, the first three albums, stay there, just do those songs, essentially the way the real band does these days. Um, mm. Now, do you, um, you did New York Groove, which was obviously a cover song to begin yeah. with for Kissed. Was that, just out of curiosity, was that any different? I mean, it's, it's such a great song to begin with. Um but was it different in you know the songwriting style you know when it came to translating into reggae because it was from a different musician did it have a different feel different complexities to it? Oh, not really. It, that that one just came real natural. It just worked so easily into that. The absolutely hardest song to translate has been uh, Unholy. Yeah, I could see that would yeah. be. Kind of a challenging one. It's such a like a gritty uh, riff yeah. to it, and there's so many things going on. But yeah, that w- that was the hardest, but it, it worked out really cool in the end, I think. Do you yeah. do you get to do these songs live? Obviously, the the, the pandemic is I have to assume has screwed up Sweden's live music just mm. as much as the United States. But uh, do you guys have like a formal band? I know you have Chris, you, the guitarist yourself. Um, do you have a band? Do you anticipate playing this stuff live? Uh, the thing is, uh, we we're a pretty big band mm-hmm. for the recordings. I mean, we're almost ten people, and uh, we picked our favorite musicians here in Sweden. I mean, really, really good guys that are super busy with playing with like some of the biggest Swed- Swedish stars and stuff. So um, everyone is really. Easy, you know, with different projects, different albums. So, get these guys to rehearse and finish uh, a good concert for playing a local pizzeria. So sure. it needs to be something special. I mean, uh, to motivate everyone and to really get this off the ground. Because to to do a, a show with Reggae Kiss would take like a long time to rehearse and get it really good. But Finally, we really got to that point now, like like uh, a year ago, when we got bookings for a couple of really cool rock cruises here around Sweden, like a special Kiss cruise that was going to Finland, and another really nice uh, rock cruise, two two day, per eight hour cruise with a lot of different bands and stuff, and, and we were very much looking forward to this to finally do this live. Uh, and uh, like these sh- cruises were I think they were sold out both of them sure. and we were really really into this is going to be so much fun and then the pandemic hit yeah so <laughs> that sucks yeah yeah it that's it's it's a shame to see something like this I mean the good thing is that you know I, I think what you've done would be just as cool two years from now it's not like you you know you're relying on the debut yeah. of the album to get out and play it live like some bands who you know were releasing albums in 2020, but then yeah. didn't get to play them live. This stuff is... Yeah, we, is, we actually used the time. Yeah. I mean, you guys... Um, I mean, yeah. this just screams Kiss Cruise. I mean, I think you listen to this and you're like... <laughs> it, yeah, if, that's our goal. <laughs> yeah, and, and I think the fact that you're not doing the, you know, the, the best of Kiss songs makes it even more perfect because, you know, you could probably, for, you know... 60% of the audience at a Kiss show play Naked City. If you just walked out and played Naked City, they would have no idea that was a Kiss song. Yeah. Um, you know, doing it in your style. Um, but the people who do know it would eat it up. I think, Yeah. you know, it, it's such a fun thing and it's, it's such a nice change of pace. Now, uh, we have uh, a couple bands that we've spoken to over the years. One that comes to mind, Betalica, which is a, a band that's been around for probably 15 years if if they've been around a year they do uh beatles songs but in the style of metallica and they've done albums 
Very cool, cool stuff. And they've continued to do new albums, and as you know, Metallica has new stuff. They can do new songs. Um, do you guys plan on doing, you know, a, a reggae kiss two, a live reggae kiss, that kind of stuff? I mean, do you have kind of a vision for where this goes, or is it sort of, let's see, you know, how this does? You know, you've got it on vinyl now. How well that sells, etc. No, actually, we got the second album ready. Okay. Because we uh, we actually went when the those booked shows uh, were cancelled, we decided to meet up and record an album. So we have eleven songs ready for the second one. So I love to hear that. I love to hear musicians that have taken advantage of the last year. Um, yes. you, know, you, t- you in what we do, we talk to a lot of musicians. A lot of them just kind of like bummer. We got to sit around and do nothing. But I love to hear you know we took the time yeah. to do a new project. Um, any teasers on what might be in that collection? We got lots of cool stuff. This album is really, really good. We worked so hard on it. I mean, uh, and it's it great because we need some hits. I mean, it's uh, people overall people love the hits a lot, but sure. for the fans and for myself, we need uh, some obscure stuff as well. So I'm really happy to have something from the Elder on there and. Uh, to to have like we have on I think it's only a couple of albums that we don't have anything from uh, between the first till till Asylum so we got <laughs> like <laughs> and we got I mean we got great contributions we got Bruce Kulik on one song excellent yeah and uh, we got like uh, which is already out because we did two videos, like one with uh, old legend Ika Mouse, which is a Jamaican old reggae legend. Mm-hmm. And we got uh, Janu Kaffer, which played guitar with with uh, ABBA in the 70s. He's also... So you guys are... It's kind of cool to get that kind of influence or yeah. influx of, of uh, additional players to kind of spice things up and do some really cool stuff. Um, yeah. For those who want to get their hands, I mentioned obviously on Spotify, but that isn't honestly going to pay. In, in, you know, with royalties from Spotify, you're not making enough to make the album. <laughs> if folks want to get physical product, is, I know it's available on vinyl. Is it available on CD? And, and where can folks get a hold of this? Yeah, the best thing is to just find our, our Facebook page and uh, send us a message, and we'll fix the vinyl. That's okay. the easiest because we sell it ourselves. That's a smart way to do it. That way you can keep all the all the all the royalties and stuff like that that you get. So um, I want to thank you, Reggae Paul. It's been a pleasure. I wish you guys all the best, and and I hope you know maybe not in 2021, but in 2022 we see you leaving on a boat here in Florida with the real Kiss. Um, that would be awesome. Because Lord knows they will not be retired by 2022. So yeah, we'll so. see you <laughs> catch on that. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you so much. All right, a big thank you to Reggae Paul, the Reggae Kiss. Also, Alex Crossy. Always a pleasure to have Alex come on the show. Uh, again, he'll be doing dates, good Lord willing, uh, with Quiet Riot throughout the year, Hookers and Blow throughout the year. Um, be on the lookout for the new music from Hookers and Blow. Uh, really enjoy talking to him. Alex is, is a really good guy, uh, and it's great to see, you know, in the interview we talked about it, but how... You know, obviously there are millions of guitars out there who are amazing uh, players, but could be jerks. Um, when you see a guy like Alex, who is a good guy and a good player, it's no wonder this. You know, they stay busy, they stay employed, they you know keep the keep the checks coming in uh, and keep working. So it's it's great to see that effort pay off for him. So really appreciate him coming on the show. You can visit us ironcityrocks.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, believe it or not, MySpace. Uh, we're on TikTok, Snapchat, are all Iron City Rocks. Uh, so check that out, follow us. Uh, shoot us an email at ironcityrocks at gmail.com. Love to hear you. And by the way, yes, I was serious, MySpace. It's still there. Went there the other day, didn't even realize the thing was still up, and hey, created an account. So who knows, maybe... Uh, 
no one will follow that, but still, it's fun to go back and reminisce about uh, MySpace being there. So check that out. Check our website out. Uh, if you have suggestions for artists to be on the show, bands you like, band like somebody like Alex Grossi, who you haven't heard from in a while, say, hey, you know, guys, why don't you go back and check out fill in the blank? Let us know. Love to any kind of feedback we can get. I appreciate everyone listening, and until next time, take care.